This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Debbie Pasley, Senior System Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer of Christus Health based in Irving, Texas. Debbie, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Before we dive into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Oh, my goodness. I started my nursing career in Roanoke, Virginia, with what is now the Carillion Health System, in a year I won't disclose. But um, my first leadership role was in Greenville, South Carolina, back in 1991. So I've been doing this a while as well. Uh, from there, I moved to Erie, Pennsylvania. I went from warm weather to 140 inches of snow a year, then to Elyria, Ohio, and, and to uh, the Cleveland, in Cleveland, to the Cleveland Clinic for a while, then to Fresno, California, Oklahoma City, and finally I landed here. Um, and I'm thrilled to be here. Well, that's a fascinating career, and it seems like you've lived in several different places, regions of the country, and I'm wondering, you know, what has been your favorite place to live and to to be in terms of your professional career? Well, you know, I think Northeast Ohio, the Elyria and Cleveland times were probably the most exciting because I was able to get comfortable enough in my role to be able to advocate um, as a part of the Ohio Hospital Association and the Ohio organization of nurse executives, I was able to be a part of um, actually um, editing uh, policies that were going to become law, the first staffing law. And we were among the first to add quality into the nurse staffing bill. Um, Exciting times, knowing you were making an impact. Um, Now, that's not to say I don't think I make an impact every day. I do. I've been very fortunate to know how I can impact the delivery of care to the people we serve, but but that was especially exciting. Absolutely, and it's great to hear that you've had so many different opportunities. Now, looking at where you're at today, what are your top priorities, and how do you anticipate they're going to change in the next 12 months? You know, amazingly, I think the pandemic has taken us back to the basics, and right now the overwhelming theme is how do we access the number of RNs we need to provide care to all those who turn to us in the communities we serve. We serve communities in New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, then outside of the U.S. in Mexico, Colombia, and Chile. And um, everywhere we are trying to determine how to get enough RNs to provide that care. So that's sort of the overriding theme to much of what we're doing over the next 12 months. I think continuous improvement of quality um, and improving the outcomes of those we serve and also reducing the waste of resources like RN care. Um, If we have patients remaining and and Uh, level of care that they no longer need, we're utilizing the few RN resources we can can access to provide care to people who don't need it at that point in their illness. And so offering care in the appropriate setting is certainly going to escalate over the next 12 months. And I think we're going to spend more time refining virtual care venues that we've created during the pandemic. You know, it was by necessity, but we've learned that it works and that it, people are more likely to seek care when they can do so easily. So I think we're going to be expanding upon many of the things we learned through the pandemic. That's great to hear. And, you know, really, like you mentioned, thinking about the virtual care aspect and getting care into the right settings, obviously, those are being accelerated trends. And when you look at where the health system is growth, how growing, how do you really think about strategic growth today? 
Well, uh, you know, as I said, the paucity of available caregivers is causing us to review many of the strategies that we had, say, pre-COVID-19. Um, but also we're reviewing then what we used and how do we blend the two of those. We know that we have to assure that everyone who needs care can receive care, but with fewer of those in an inpatient bed. So our strategic growth is likely to be around new care environments, and task analysis that will allow us to determine how we use our licensed caregivers. You know, what things require a licensed caregiver and what things could um, be provided and effectively delivered by surrounding our licensed caregivers with people who can do parts and pieces that are delegated to them. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's interesting to think about how that uh, – that idea of caregivers and who's available and what they're doing from on a day-to-day basis um, can really make a big difference. I'm wondering, given you know the trends with caregivers, especially thinking about nurses in in, in that field, where I know there you know it has been shortages before the pandemic, and that to some degree exacerbated it. Um, you know, how are you thinking about um, recruiting nurses or building teams, or is it more of you know optimizing what you have with the the workforce that you have and then, you know, seeing where you can build from there? Oh, I would say yes and yes. Um, You know, certainly optimizing what we have and um, determining how we can continue to engage those nurses who have the competence and proficiency already that we need. It's not easy to bring in a new nurse and have their mentors be maybe only out of school a while longer than they were. So engaging those um, experts is going to be vital as we go forward. We know that um, we're going to be more and more reliant on people who are newly licensed. Um, And we already offer a nurse residency to every newly licensed nurse who joins us. And I think we're going to have to be expanding upon that. Several of our ministries are offering nurse externships to engage students in their last year of school. and then we're, we're looking at how do we modify care in those areas that we don't have um, the high numbers of experienced folks. How do we modify it so that newly licensed folks can, be, can feel successful as well and can go home every day knowing they've done the best they can for their patients? So um, a, sort of a, a split between how do we continue to engage the people who are so vital to us today and how to we better engage those who will be coming to us. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And as we wrap up our conversation here, I'm wondering, could you please share your top three pieces of advice for emerging leaders today? Oh, my goodness. You know, I had this conversation with my daughter who's in her graduate program in nurse leadership uh, just over the weekend. I think the first thing I said to her is that you can't do everything yourself. You have to Find those people you can rely upon and commission to carry out components of your plan. Trying to think you can do it yourself is is a dead end. Also, to find your mentor. You need someone you can confide your concerns in, but rely that they're going to help you formulate your plan. They're going to help you put that together and draw it out of you as opposed to telling you what to do. That doesn't help you because then you're going to turn to them every time you're trying to plan. But also, and probably more important, is be a servant leader and embrace your team. Um, A new leader has to be realistic about uh, the development opportunities of their team 
and set expectations around that, but also build upon their team's strengths so that their team knows that you're in their corner. Your team will know you're in their corner, even at the toughest of times. That's some great advice. So making sure that, you know, you're not trying to do everything yourself and have people within your team and within your life you can rely on finding a mentor that can help you develop a plan, but knowing that they're not going to tell you what to do for that plan. And then thirdly, being a servant leader, setting realistic expectations for the team and really guiding them through uh, whatever the challenge is. Debbie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. I will look forward to it as well. Thank you for the opportunity. Take care.